Welcome to Hope Ahead, a journey of infertility. My name is Naomi Ripstein. And this is Ryan Ripstein. And this is our story and struggle of trying to conceive. We hope and pray that by sharing our experiences and trials, we will bring glory to God, awareness to infertility, and also be encouraging to others. And just a reminder, this is our story and it personal experiences. We are not offering medical advice. Well, we hope you enjoy the discussion and thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to episode seven of Hope Ahead. Um, this episode is titled All the Things We Have Tried. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll hopefully we'll be good enough. We may leave some stuff out if I forget, but we tried to type it up nicely for you so we remembered. There's a lot of things. <laughs> There's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so we hope you guys are doing well. We're just going to start off real quick with a opening word of prayer just to set the mood and hopefully to help us remember all the things that we want to share with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today and thank you for my husband and for our listeners. And um, I pray that you would just bless this episode and let us recall what we need to recall and share what we need to. And I just pray still for our listeners um, and just what they're dealing with in the day-to-day life. And I pray that you would continue to um, help us in whatever situations we're going through. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Mm -hmm. we'll start off kind of in the sense this was more or less to talk about when we started doing big lifestyle switches, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Biggest thing might be after we, uh, my leap, which was we were talked about in the last episode uh, with, so 2022, yeah. We might have done some of this stuff previously, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, this is all kind of mixed in, but yeah. the the extra things I think we tried in addition to, like, going to the doctor and, like, right. the, the yeah. doctor stuff. Yeah. Everything we out, we added in kind of separately and I feel like some this is sporadically, a little some more, more vamped up, yeah. though, this 21-22 kind of year. Yes. You know, where we were like, okay, yeah. let's do all We're the gonna things. We're going to do the things, okay. yeah. Um, start off first with acupuncture. Um, I had a friend that recommended this that she had started doing and she really thought the results were good. And I had heard of this somewhat before. Um, we did a juice cleanse, Mm -hmm. which I think we've referenced before. And this was kind of hilarious. That was probably the biggest fail (laughs) of everything Um, for a number of reasons. Clean eating. Yeah. Yeah. Doing something called a gut protocol, which you guys might be familiar with mm-hmm. herbs and supplements, which we have lined out for you here, but you guys can't see because we technically can't show the brands and all this stuff. Cause yeah. we're not giving like the medical really advice, but we're going to tell you yeah. all the stuff that we, yeah, we Things have tried. We, we tried some, we, we take, out, some, we stopped, some, we still, yeah. Take, yeah. And, um, also I want to talk about with castor oil packs. Um, I think I've mentioned those before. Where there we use castor oil and you apply it onto your skin. Most of the time it's like your abdominal area, but you can do your thyroid heat heating pad or um, hot water bottle applied. Essentially just helps with circulation and filtering, detoxing, help with muscle pain, help with GI issues, all the things. It's, mm-hmm. it's a great thing. And then fertility massages. That was something that I got kind of introduced to to just do around like your ovaries and your uterus and like feeling for those points that might have been still more introduced with like a naturopath um, Chinese medicine Mm kind of introductory Mm -hmm. thing but um so we're going to start off first with some of these supplements so I'm going to slide my computer to the side that has my little cheat stuff on it but um so we'll start off first since we're going to go into acupuncture the Chinese medicine ones I have here the one that helped me uh, cleanse my uterus, so like clean it out good, and then the one that helped with circulation. So there's two pills there. Then at one point I was on there was collagen. I still take a collagen protein powder mix from the Needed Company. Then I have my prenatal multi from the Needed Company. We have multiple brands of fish oil because I went back and forth on which was the better one. And yep the higher strength yeah the big difference there i think is whether or not when you burp you taste fish yeah this one has (laughs) this newest one i got is great is the lemony thing in there fish burp it's wonderful yeah um probiotics and prebiotics so things that we knew to help with our gut health Mm -hmm. um there was let's see i have iron here which was the 
supposedly a better form of iron in the sense of um, the ferrous bisglycinate, which is supposedly the better one for you to process and everything. But I only stayed on that for a little bit because I think it <laughs> made like hemorrhoids show up. Show up. Uh, folic acid. Before we knew that you can have problems converting and it can, you need to get technically methyl folate and not just folic acid. Um, the B complex that has folic acid and B6, B12, niacin, all the things to help with that. So we mm -hmm. have moved on even from that because that's now in our daily. Yes. Uh, have the Vitex, which is something to help with hormones. That, I really do feel like that helped me. I haven't been on this in a while, but that helped regulate hormones. Um, it's supposed to also help with your prolactin, and the re that's the reason I got it. If you guys have followed with the previous episode, I was slightly elevated, but not a concerning level. Um, but I had looked up, if you do like a certain dose, which I think I did here was 500 milligrams, that can help lower your prolactin levels, along with other estrogen, progesterone, like leveling out. I got beetroot here, it's supposed to help for circulation and like blood pressure, cholesterol, all those things. I got my magnesium, which I still love. Totally, I am a magnesium girl. I tell everybody about magnesium, he knows, mm -hmm. <laughs> for all your things. Um, I have magnesium citrate and I have magnesium glycinate. Um, just depends on kind of the absorption that yeah, you need. Yeah, I mean, mainly that's what, like muscle health? Muscle, um, blood vessels, um, joints okay and like um yeah more in the muscles for like softening things for your bowels different things yep. like that so but i mean even nerve issues it helps with like the nerve stimulation and everything like that okay so um i got my extra supplements here of vitamin d which i don't I think that made your stomach upset uh, when i had I think, is that the little small one the little cute capsule yes together. it's a great looking little capsule it's very enticing. He obviously to take, didn't need it, but it hurt, but it, yeah, it was upsetting to myself. Yeah, I got the alpha lipoic acid, which is normally what you take to also help with like blood sugar. Girls that deal with PCOS normally take this, and I think I just was taking it originally because it's a free radical scavenger. So I'm like all the things that are antioxidants and like clear out all the bad stuff. In my sense, my mind, I was thinking anything that would cause. Um, a malformation of an egg or a sperm. Yeah. I was like, so let's do all those. And then yeah. glutathione is along the same thing. It's another free radical neutralizer that helps like your liver process and break things down. So I was kind of taking that to kind of like ramp up my liver if it needed to filter out bad stuff. Um, I got milk thistle here. I was taking that mostly because, and there are proven studies mm -hmm. for this, that it helps with um, liver cancer. So obviously, I don't have liver cancer, but if you knew from the previous episode, I was being monitored for high-level um, precancerous cells. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. precancerous cells on my cervix. And so I was taking this to really just fight, combat, do whatever mm -hmm. I could. Mm -hmm. um, vitamin C is always a good one. Vitamin C for just immunity in yeah. general. Yeah. And those are, like, these are all things that we have tried really. in the past and summer that we're still taking. So don't just think yeah. that we're taking like 30 supplements. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it probably felt like that at one point. But That's these right. are just all the things that we have left over in our cabinet. Yeah. I have a turmeric and ginger, which is also really good for circulation, brain health, joint health, GI health extra vitamin E. We got Ryan's um, male fertility support that we're currently doing from um, the pink stork. It's actually called blue stork for the guys, but, and then CoQ10. I've talked about those in previous episodes. And then we have one here. Ryan took during the time we did the acupuncture called the sea dog pills, especially mostly just helpful yeah. for like semen. I have um, no idea what the ingredients formation. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, literally written in Chinese, um, so. And he just took that for, like I said, for 30 days. So a lot of these, mm -hmm. we did try majority of these. I, I just mentioned that one. Oh, okay. The cookie tin. Um, we did try the majority of these at least two to four weeks to see if we noticed a difference. Mm -hmm. That's really the best way to see if a supplement is working for you unless you notice like upset stomach or something else initially. Mm -hmm. But um, so some of these, I really was trying to give them their fair shake yeah. at seeing if they did anything. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. Some of them might have worked, and I just didn't know because we didn't have the blood test to show that, but mm -hmm. I didn't feel any different. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yay all the supplements. That's that's <laughs> mo that might even be just most of the supplements. We there may be some that we there's some 
that stop, we, we, we have finished. Have anymore. We don't and have any. Yeah. Yes. So there might be other yeah <laughs> other ones in there. But yeah, just a lot of, there was a lot of stuff. Like you said, at one point, there probably were 30 or 10, 10 pills at a time that yeah. we were taking or something. I think, I think I was probably taking 18 yeah. to 20 at one point, And I was like, this is disgusting. It's, yeah. 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 And yeah. you, you struggle to take them like multiple at a time. Yeah. So you're like one that yeah, drink, like one sip. One like, to three at a time. Ryan just, just throws a them handful and I work impressive. it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> work it out. So we, uh, we're doing, now we'll go back to the acupuncture. A uh, friend that had re- recommended this said that, you know, it was really helping her feel better and everything. So I went in um, under the same lady that my friend was seeing. And if you're not familiar with acupuncture, I'll just give you a quick rundown. So as a physical therapist, we do dry needling. That's what we're able to be certified under. Um, so that follows the Chinese uh, mapping of like what they use for acupuncture but we do it more in a muscular skeletal kind of way. Whereas acupuncture is using it more in like a healing form with like circulation, nerves, muscle, chronic pain, different things. So they do it in a little bit more of a holistic way. Whereas we're as physical therapy is not that we're not trying to help with pain and everything like that, but we do it in a little more corrective way, I guess. Yeah. And almost felt like to me, not being medical that, it was, like you said, very similar, doing the same things, but understood conceptually in different ways. Yes, right? different so terminologies. Terminologies, what they call and like stuff, what they name stuff. So they, they were looking at it as a whole for your body, not just right. trying to fix the one right. thing like the back pain. Right. Like they look, they're like, well, are you having headaches? We're going to fix that for, you know, so that. Yeah. Um, so they use a meridian map that focuses on sensory nerves, blood flow, and muscle pain that could be acute, so like a recent injury or chronic that has been going on over a long time. The fertility, the acupuncturist that we use was experienced in fertility, so not all acupuncturists are the same. Mm-hmm. They're not all trained in fertility. Um, yeah, things just like true. Western medicine. Yep, not all different specialties in, and everything. Yep. Yep. Um, I had introduced Ryan to a podcast to talk about acupuncture to kind of like get him on the same board because like I said I mean I'm doing all this stuff and poor guy is like what's the next thing we're gonna do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I kind of like we've talked about before yeah. of you know is it is it time or is it not time to like try the, the thing and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know he's like well let's try this this thing next oh or yeah. yeah so and these are all good things yeah. and I don't want to dismiss any of the stuff that we have tried just because it hasn't worked for us yeah. doesn't mean that it hasn't worked for a ton of other people. Yeah. Well, because just, the reason you wanted to try it in the first place right. is because it's, it's because it has worked for, for other people. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that's the whole reason. So we're not so saying def- that it's Yeah, definitely not give helpful. it a go if you're comfortable yeah. with it or do your own research too. They mm-hmm. they do list with the the acupuncture that like it could be like a 50-50 chance of it being male problems versus female. So that's why they really do encourage um, men and women to go together as a couple when they're trying to conceive, you know, but us being women, we have more body parts and things that could go wrong other than the guy, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So we went to go see the same acupuncturist and she didn't try to shove her ideals on, on me or anything. I was pretty well versed in what, you know, was going to be happening. So they do use references such as like hot and cold to talk about your circulation, like whether you have too much circulation or whether you don't have enough circulation is like the cold. So kind of getting used to those terms and what they're talking about. And even with, I guess, even the digestion, they talk about it in a different sense. So she she would reference like with my friend, she told her she had a cold uterus, which essentially just means your uterus is not getting enough circulation. There's a blockage or something else going on. Mm-hmm. They also did advertise stuff for like, um, or not acupuncture, sorry, for cupping. So that's the thing where like they put the glass bulbs on the back of you. You might have known that from athletes that have done that, mm-hmm. essentially causing um, a lot of blood flow to come to a certain area, mm-hmm. kind of like a bruising in a sense because it's bringing all the good stuff to the area to help with mm-hmm. like healing. And also then when you release the bulb, they only leave it on there for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It allows all the bad stuff then to kind of seep out, like gets the toxins From the surface. out. Right, yeah. right. So, um, real cool. I mean, it's I like, always liked it when she it's did like it. like good hickeys. Yeah. 
On your back. <laughs> on your back. Because <laughs> that's really where she would yeah. do. It's just mostly your back. <laughs> I don't know what made me think of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, random. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She did. She did do the thing though too, which I've we've mentioned to you before. I told her all my stuff, and you know, and mm-hmm. you know, she took off of me like positive energy or whatever, but. She's like, oh, you'll be easy to get yeah. pregnant. And I'm like, okay, here's another yeah. person. Yeah, heard that, that before. Yep. Yeah. Which I, I appreciate about, yeah. their enthusiasm, but yeah. I've just become more of a negative I mean, fancy. You know, well, it's yeah. It's the it's the thing we've we've talked about, right? It's the anticipation, it's the optimism, which is great until Right. You know, it doesn't right. quite work out and it's well, you want someone to be optimistic yeah. for you. Well, it's better than side. don't think this is going to work. Yeah. Why would they ever say yeah. that, right? Yeah, exactly. This probably isn't going to work, but let's try it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. But this is where she gave me the things I had mentioned previously. She gave me a uterine cleanse um, that I needed to do for one month. And then we also did like something to help my circulation. Mm-hmm. And after the one month, then she wanted to move me on to this program that they have. It's a three-step program for a one-month cycle. And it's essentially drinking a tea, but their tea is in a little package and you mix it in a certain amount of water. Still looks brown because of all the herbs and stuff, but it does dissolve a lot better and you don't have to like brew it or steep it or anything. Mm. It still doesn't taste the best, but this one was at least more tolerable for me than this current, this other current one that I am on, even though this current one that I'm on is way better. Like, definitely seen results from that Mm -hmm. um but it was like about this program that she put me on was 150 dollars for one month um and i did have a friend that tried to do this and she couldn't tolerate the taste so i don't know what it is with all these herbs they can help you but you gotta be able to stomach them and get them down which is why i'm like pills can i have a pill yeah (laughs) so we did the three-step program um, with the acupuncturist, and then she moved into doing um, electrical stimulation. So another thing with acupuncture you're probably aware of is they use the needles, right, that they embed down into you based on the meridian map. They find it like certain points or whatever, and they place it. And sometimes they're more tender. Sometimes you don't feel anything. Normally, if they're tender, they say that's where you have like a blockage, you know, that things aren't, the signals aren't this going as smoothly and your circulation is not as well. Um, so kind of when they put the needle there, that is stimulating that area to kind of heal and bring good stuff to it. Mm. Um, so we did the stimulation thing. We were going once a week, starting in June, mm-hmm. started going once a week. Um, and they were, they were, she was fine with that mm-hmm. plan. I know some other people that go twice a week mm-hmm. just to get things going. But since I was already good, right. Yeah. She said, let's do that. And Ryan was coming. And most of the time we went together yeah. at the same time. I think, yeah. When I went, you were there. Every time I went, you went. Okay. There were times when you went that I didn't go. Maybe okay. two or three or something. Okay. Like yeah, I think there's different there. work things that were yeah. going on. So we liked our acupuncturist. The receptionist that we had, um, nice lady, but we really weren't a fan. She was very pushy. Um, and that made us. Yeah, very salesy. And, you know, that kind of gave us a little bit of a bad taste in our mouth. And maybe you guys can relate if you've been to the office like that, like an acupuncturist or another person. Like the medical staff really can make or break it for you. The doctor could be great. But if you have bad medical staff, I mean, your patients aren't really going to want to. I mean, that's similar to what we talked about with the IVF. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Just the doctor was great, but the staff was like, yeah. Yeah. And those are the first people you see. So you definitely want them to be. And the ones be, you deal with the most. And do your payments right? through. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you only interact with the doctor for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. If yeah. I mean, on a long day. Right. Right. But the rest of it is interaction with the staff. Yeah. So. We just got a little bit more judgment from this receptionist. Like if we decided yeah. to do like something it. differently or not right then, like, if okay, we didn't want to pay yeah. for it. Yeah. She's like. Well, you really should. Yeah. All this stuff. Well, you're not going to get the best benefit, and it's like, okay, doing yeah. the best that we can. Yeah. You know, appreciate you telling us, but yeah. don't give us that judgmental yeah. tone. <laughs> um. But anyway, the only the only thing I would say that was kind of like triggering in a negative sense with the acupuncturist is that every time I came in, she would ask if I was pregnant, and 
I'd be like, nope, yeah. not yet. Yeah. And she'd be like, oh, well, this patient, I just saw that she came in for back pain. And we started treating her after two months. Now she's pregnant. And that's not even what she was coming in for. So she was very confident in her skills. Maybe a, a little, like, not, I wouldn't say cocky, <laughs> but she was very confident in the sense that, like, she was going to be the one to get it for us. And I appreciated it. But at the same time, it also just kind of rubs salt in the wound whenever I come back and she's like, oh, not yet. Oh, well, let's try yeah. this. So let's do this. And I'm like, I'm doing everything that you're asking me yeah. to that I can. Seems like, seems like that is like a completely unrelated thing. Came in for back pain and it. That's just, like I remember it, that's one of the stories she told yeah, me. Yeah, but it's like, it's just weird connection, like unrelated thing well, to the Well, I mean, story, it could be so. still circulation and yeah. everything. I think it was more or less just that. They came in for acupuncture, and acupuncture can help in many other ways. Sure. Okay. I think that's kind of what she so was, what she was saying. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of felt like a failure whenever I'd come in and tell her, nope, not yet. And she was just another person that I felt like I was letting down. So that mm. was another bummer kind of a thing because, like yeah. I said, didn't want to have to deal with any of this anyway, and I'm coming in to get help, but then there's one more person that's yeah. checking in, and yeah. I have to be like, not yep. yet. Yeah. You know. I mean, like the like last episode we were talking about, just left behind, mm-hmm. right? Just mm-hmm. yet another way of mm-hmm. not us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. so we'll move on to the juice cleanse if you want to yeah. back on to that. So we use this company called Squeezed, and great, you know, their juices were fine, but we thought we were being all smart and doing a seven-day cleanse. And yeah, it's mac- maximum effect is what we were going for. It's yeah. like we, we can do it if two days is good, we're seven awesome. days we is can the handle best. This. We can do it, you know. It, that's when we were thinking clearly with carbs in our brains. Yes. Once we went to juice after a couple of days, we were like, we, what's going on? What day is it? How much longer is this? You know, Don't get this, angry at me just yeah, because my blood sugar is low. Yeah, it's like it's not my fault. Like, and really, so the juices was, provided, I mean, the other than there was like a milk one that had the most calories and the, most yeah, sugar. Yeah, it was uh, like an almond. Cashew milk? Cashew milk, that's it. Not, yeah. And other than that, the other juices, they had about like 130 to 150 mm. calories in them. So you were still getting calories. Yeah. I mean, and you were supposed to drink like six, six or, or seven, seven a day. day. Yeah. So your max calories, I think, were probably was... like about 1,200, 1,300. So it was still a lot. Yeah. But who wants to keep just drinking juices when your neighbor is eating a burger? Yeah. And, I think you know. it just... It was, we didn't account for, I think, the mental strain of what, like, of of what we were not having. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, you know, it seems like it was going to be easy to drink the juice, which it was. I mean, it's easy. It's all there for you. But what your brain keeps saying, it's like, this is what you're not having instead, and I like this better, and this is more delicious, and blah, blah, blah. And we were doing this to be healthy and maybe lose a little weight, but it was mostly geared on the sense of fertility. Like we were like, if we can kind of clean everything out that has been toxic to us and start over, then that's what we would want to do. So that was the thought process behind this. We're not just doing it just to see if we could do it. And and I mean, what really ended up happening is I think after, was it the third day where we were like, well, let's have something else also. Yeah. Right. I think we were allowed to have raw vegetables. And then, but and then the, the something else also turned, turned into, into like, let's just stop. Let's have a <laughs> just doing, yeah, yeah, let's stop doing the juices. <laughs> so maybe you guys, yeah. some of you have tried this and succeeded and kudos to you. Yeah. We were not successful. We didn't do it. We didn't make but, it. But you know, I mean, I wouldn't say that we would never do it again, but we probably, and even on the site, I think it recommended only doing like one or two days to, to start. start. If like you're a, new, but we yeah. were very overly confident. Yeah, confident. <laughs> and then we wasted a lot of money because we threw so much away. Oh, man, we threw a lot. <laughs> yeah, we dumped out bottles and bottles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we go into really start evaluating our household items. So this now cookware leads, and leads into store, like September time. Storage yeah, stuff. So we had some glassware already, but you guys probably know if you've been on this journey a while they, where they recommend. You can store stuff in plastic, but obviously not heat it up. And, you know, just to be aware of even putting hot foods in the plastic later after you've cooked them and stuff. So we we did really vamp up more of our glassware to kind of mm-hmm. have that for, like, meal prepping and everything like that. 
And then caraway was we started replacing yeah like our the cookware. ceramic cookware. So because like other than that, they recommend the cast iron um, that something from that you, you shouldn't get toxins and stuff yeah. from, but all of the other stuff that can be scratched or whatever. Yeah, stainless steel is also good. Stainless steel is still okay. Yeah. yeah. But like Teflon coating and right. different things like right. that. Is, All the extra things that you can get leached into your food when you're Generally cooking. Generally not recommended. And anymore. this stuff was pretty expensive, but it's been very durable. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had it now for almost a year. And so we really did. But we had a lot of stuff we could throw out, like things that were mm -hmm. older that we could replace. Yeah. We replaced the bakeware yeah. and everything. The too. one downside for me is that it's recommended to not wash it in the dishwasher. Oh, yeah. Got to hand wash it. And that's kind of a bummer. Well, that's kind of like with the um, cast iron, though, too. Let us know. If y'all have any ceramic hot cookware and still wash it in the dishwasher anyway, because that, that could give me some ammunition to to get new to let me wash it. it in the dishwasher. Yeah. Not hand wash it, so which <laughs> I can, really don't like doing. You can wash this in the dishwasher. It just will not last as long. Right. So that's, that's the thing. It's yeah. like you're spending all this money for this expensive cookware, so you want it to last, yeah. right? I just want to get out of doing work. So yeah. if anybody can help me with that. That would be great. Don't encourage them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we go into now, we had looked into, um, so like we were talking about, like all the things to help our gut and like look to see if you have any food allergies because, you know, a lot of the times that could be hindering your fertility if your gut is so important. And I we've been learning this more and more over this journey, um, that and your liver, just all the stuff it filters and what it absorbs. And, and so we found something called the gut protocol. And they recommend doing this diet at least for a month. It's like a food elimination diet. And then you reintroduce things. So you guys might be familiar with this with like the FODMAP um, where they have you like eliminate a lot of things that could be irritants. And then you slowly add things back in to see what, what bothers yeah. you. Um, we've kind of done that maybe a little bit before. Yeah. But not. But on this one, we kind of just. Well, and we did it like together too. Yeah. So. Yeah. This was like the main things we were, we were optimistic. They did tell you like, so, I mean, you hear all these success stories, right? Like once again, all these things that we've tried were based off of people's success stories mm -hmm. and how it worked for them. And so they say, you know, if you're doing these things and things calm down after that 60 to 90 mm -hmm. day cycle of your eggs and your sperm, that could help rejuvenate them. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, well, we're doing this from September to October. So that meant like our December, you know, um, things that had been developing should be pretty good. Like maybe that's going to be our month. So the foods that the top foods that top six foods that they have you eliminate gluten, dairy, corn, soy, sugar, and alcohol. And they do allow a little bit of like, I guess some natural sugar in there, some like maple syrup and honey, but that's no monitored. Sugar, right. No, right. Uh, sugar substitutes. Right. Yeah. Like that. Uh, and you sign up for the program you can do an exercise component as well. We just decided to do just the food because we were already exercising on our own. We have a little um, room dedicated to a gym mm -hmm. that we were doing stuff in. Yeah. Um, so we got just the stuff for the food and they give you recipes and they, you have videos to watch to kind of encourage you. And then you get printouts. So if those of you have ever done 21 day fix, it's autumn Calabrese that does the gut protocol and is, Maybe the founder of that, like she is, she's the face of Beachbody. So like they're all kind of affiliated in together, mm -hmm. um, but she's not the founder of Beachbody. But the um, Adelaide White was someone I had mentioned before, and I'll post her again. She was the one that I saw on Instagram really pushing for this gut protocol for fertility. And so that's when I was like, yeah, let's, let's yeah. do this. And I mean, good results from all the things. I mean, it's never wrong to get a little bit more healthy. That's right. Right. That's right. And I think that's the, the maybe high-level summary of most of what all this is that we've mm -hmm. done, like you've talked about. It is, you know, anecdotally, it's helped these other people get right. pregnant, and that's why. But obviously it wasn't – maybe it can – that was – it was helping the, the issue that was preventing that couple, right? right. So – Depending on what the situation is, it's these things help, mm -hmm. but maybe that thing that it fixes or helps or improves isn't obviously isn't the thing that is preventing right. us. Like it definitely and it may not be the thing that's preventing anything. you, right? right? So 
kind of what we're talking about. It's like these things are great to try, but you know, and I it, guess what we've learned is like to temper our expectations or yes. add, you know different things like that. But like, also to give you experience away. of things that we have tried and we've enjoyed. So then, if you're looking for something to kind of help you out, you know, you look into the gut protocol. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar, I guess, to some of the Mediterranean diet. I mean, there's also the keto diet that's out there. We've we've never tried the keto, but I know a couple of my friends that have done the keto diet, and it really helped revamp them, and they got pregnant. So these are different things. We haven't; those are just ones we haven't tried. So the ones that we have tried, we're letting you know we like them, had good results. Um, obviously, did not lead to our miracle baby yet, but had mm-hmm. other positive things about them. Mm-hmm. So, and with this one, we really did tell could tell a difference. I mean, we both lost weight like so fast because it was all the bloat. And that was the biggest difference I noticed was just what general, and I don't even feel like we have a ton of processed foods, but obviously enough. Um, it adds up pretty yeah. quick. This program though, one of the things that I really appreciated, but it was so hard to do sometimes, is they encourage you to have 30 different like fruits and vegetables in a week. And maybe mm-hmm. you're thinking that sounds easy, but when you look and count it out for all the different things that you like to eat, you're probably only getting like, 10. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, just changing up the different types of apples you like, different types of onions, different types of tomatoes, different types of carrots, different types of lettuce. So I really had to be creative when I went to the store and I got like three or four different types of lettuce. Yeah. And you would try to incorporate that, yeah, into like meals for the week. So mm-hmm. it was it was a little challenging, but also kind of eye-opening to realize that there's so many fruits and vegetables that we don't normally consume because mm-hmm. we choose our favorites. Mm-hmm. So, so with all of this stuff we're talking about, remember, do it on your own time frame. You know, for us, you know, mostly me, and then he was a good person to kind of just follow suit. But, like, I mean, it was over a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly maybe a little, I was a little in denial at first. Yeah. I didn't think that I really needed to change too much. I was already pretty healthy and I made good choices. But then the more that time went on, I was like, well, what else can we do? And so we looked into a lot of things and we changed out a lot of stuff. And I feel like all of these have been too good, but I don't ever want you to feel overwhelmed that you're doing something wrong. You know, even with us with like, I um, really enjoy my candles and stuff, but I've kind of weaned off of those just to see if it even makes a difference. You know, I have noticed maybe I've gotten a little more sensitive to smell now because I don't have those smells around. So maybe that's a good indication, but don't feel like you have to completely toss, throw away everything that you have. Just do gradual things. Um, We have even done different things with hygienic products. So makeup, deodorant, soaps, shampoos, Mm -hmm. I've swapped out our cleaning products. We still have some old cleaning products that we are kind of using up. We do still use bleach on an occasion, Um, but like Branch Basics is awesome. I really have liked them so far. I'm still kind of learning about all the other clean, non-toxic brands. So you guys might be above me and more advanced than us there. But main thing is, is don't let it overwhelm you, but... Start making small changes where you feel comfortable. And really, it's to your benefit whether or not, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we're doing all the things to get our baby, but yeah, also think of just general health, right? Right. Because I, I have noticed my period has gotten better. I mean, less, like I talked to you guys about before, less symptoms of me having, you know, yeah. I used to spot on an occasion before my period and I haven't done that since last like October. So, but that was after the leap and the acupuncture and doing all these things. But I mean, still, even now it's doing pretty good. So my symptoms are really minor. I mean, I, I still will have sore breasts sometimes after ovulation, but not always, um, really minimal cramping, back pain, headaches, don't really have that. So, I just want to kind of encourage you to look into that just for, like I said, even if it doesn't lead right to your baby right off, it's definitely going to make you feel better. So, yeah. But. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I don't know. I think with the supplements, mm-hmm. I can say, so I, I take a statin for my cholesterol mm-hmm. and I will say the CoQ10. Big difference. 
helped with that. I was getting muscle pains and tightness and things like that. So that was a big help. I think the magnesium in line with that helped. But I I think we mentioned way back maybe episode one or early on when we were kind of summarizing everything of like I took some supplements before we got married sporadically and different things like that. But since we got married, even at the beginning, started on like a men's one a day. And just vitamin kind C. Kind of vitamin C, yeah. kind of some base, love, basic, basic foundational uh, supplements. Um, and then, of course, like allergy stuff because I have allergies. But other than that, not really anything else. So of all the things we've tried, probably cookies, I guess fish oil has been mm-hmm. a good add mm-hmm. just for my my blood work in general, mm-hmm. different things like that. But but I think that the CoQ10 and the magnesium fish oil has probably been maybe my top three that I've noticed uh, like an actual measurable improvement. Yeah. The other things, like we've talked about, it might be in our heads, in our brains. Like, is it better? Think, is it I not? He, I think These he liked the acupuncture. He just wasn't seeing the big results that I was seeing. Yeah, I mean, acupuncture, so, it was a nice massage. Yeah. Right? It was well, it was relaxing. Massage, really. Well, it, like, overall, it In a reference? Like it was, okay. I mean, I fell asleep during the thing, right? Yeah. So, because they put a bunch of needles on yeah, you and you're it's under like a you warm get to red just, lamp. Yeah, you get to like just take a, a nice, relaxing nap. But yeah. I was like, that's a really expensive, nice, relaxing nap. So, that was my point of view on it like Naomi said but I still appreciated that he went with me yeah that was I another mean, it's big thing. worth just the support right too, that I he mean, was willing to try it's worth yeah. checking like yeah. so background as an engineer it was data for me yes. and it's like I can't say no until I I have some data and right it's like after a while it's like I don't feel like anything's really changed that I could tell so I stopped yeah. right so so he stopped in September, mostly due to a work trip. I continued on, I think, for one more electrical stimulation for around my ovulation in October of 22. But then they were going to be doing some price changes, and we were discussing just, you know, if we wanted to continue on or whatever. So we did decide to stop. I did find since then, though, there is an acupuncturist. Our insurance will cover it if they're listed as an MD that does acupuncture, mm-hmm. not just, unfortunately, just a licensed acupuncturist. They won't cover. But if they're an MD that does acupuncture, we will do can get it with our copay. I just don't know if it's so many sessions or whatever. We haven't but really looked into no. it much more than that. I'd like yeah. to in the future, but yeah. we haven't at this haven't point. there yet. So I think I'd mentioned this before in other previous ones. The only tea that I have tried, I do like like the raspberry leaf tea and other ones that we've tried to um, during like my time of the month or whatever. But the Get Project Life tea has been the one tea that has been the most influential. It's expensive and it's disgusting, but it really has shown results. Yeah, Yeah, I've started that um, (laughs) end of April and now I've gone through three cycles with it. I'm still probably not drinking it the way that it's intended. You're supposed to brew it this whole bag twice a day and drink it. And I probably do a half a bag boiled in a lot of water. I still get really potent and dark, but I still do my two glasses a day, but it's not like the quantity. You still use the whole bag in a day. No, not you even. do half, no, half and half. It costs two days. Yeah. Okay. So that's probably why. But but yeah. I've noticed um, like increased BMs. I'm normally like a one day kind of gal, but it's gone like one to two. I'm less bloated. There's more energy. My sleep has improved some. Um, there's been some other factors that have helped my sleep, but I will not totally say that it's not helped my sleep because it probably has. Um, I have had less breast tenderness during like my two week wait. Sometimes that's probably my symptom that probably sticks around the most, so that still comes and goes. But I feel like, honestly, it's been less over the past few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely had increased cervical mucus. Uh, you know, during the time that you're ovulating, you have like these certain amount of days that you have fertile cervical mucus to um, allow like fertility to happen. And I always thought I was pretty good in that area, but since being on this tea, I've noticed like an increase in quality and quantity. And just duration. So that is a big improvement where it's like I thought that I was already pretty good in that area, but it's even improved that. So they do recommend this tea normally three to six months for people that are 37 and under. 
Obviously, I'm 38, but they said they have seen good results in people that are older than 37. So I'm continuing to take it, talk to about it with my recent NAPRO doctor about my increased cervical mucus days, and he was fine with it and said I could stay on it. So um, they do recommend you kind of assess your hormones before and after to see that it is helping. That's another thing to look at. Yeah. Um, but mine were fine prior and my recent blood draw still showed that they were fine in an optimal range. So I can't really say that that did a benefit because they were already good to start with. Mm-hmm. So kind of just a wrap up. I'll just talk about that. Um, all the things that you do when you're desperate enough. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'd always get that sense of, hope like we've talked about with each of these new things to try but yeah I think you know kind of like we've talked about before um where it's this it's this fine balance I think of our main desire of trusting God Mm -hmm. in in this and through this but also not being passive and just sitting around and waiting. Yeah. Right. So it's this balance of, you know, trying these things, looking up the, these things that have helped other people yeah. and trying them out and being willing to do that, but making sure that we don't maybe put those things on such a pedestal sure. that we think it's so going to be this magical solution right. and these kind of things. And it's, it's tough. It's a fine yeah. balance, right? That's, and I think that's, I think to me it indicates maybe we've put, to myself included, right, put too much hope in these things when they end up not working and we're very disappointed, yeah. right? And, and that's kind of how I gauge how much I'm allowing my heart to be hopeful in these things when really I should be hopeful in God's provision for us and, no, and guiding 100%. us to it. Right. So I mean, on the yeah. flip side though, like not hope in the things, hope in what God is leading us through. That's right. Right. So yeah. kind of in that sense of, I don't want to ever be con- thought of that I'm being lazy and not thinking and not doing right. something that I, God is going to use to lead me somewhere or help someone else or, yeah vice versa, you know, so that's kind of, I mean, definitely I can get a little crazy, but no, I I mean, I wasn't even trying to, it's just in my mind, in my, you know, I try to check myself of like, how much am I really getting into this? Mm -hmm. And that's how I gauge. And then, you know, if I'm, if I'm thinking that we're, that I'm getting into it too much, then we have that conversation of where do we need to go? And like, what does this mean? And these kind of things. Yeah. And it's, but that's that's my personal checkpoint of yeah. how I try to. It is definitely a thing, like you said, like check yourself on that it is God's timing and it's not our timing, and that's sometimes really difficult to process and deal with. But it is the truth, you know. These things may help, but it's not the determinant that right. is going to lead to this preg- like a pregnancy, right. right? And it's always good to be healthier, mm-hmm. right? So these things that we've noticed have guided us into a more healthy Mm -hmm. especially at our age we're not getting any younger yep i know i'm not you look like you are thanks uh that was nice that was very nice (laughs) so Um, but i mean in sharing our story like this like we've said you know even in our opening we are here to um let you know you're not alone we're gonna we want to use this story to glorify god and help everyone through the pain and the hurt and just the, the trial of the situation, yeah. you know, and putting it out there and talking about yeah. it hopefully makes it easier for you to process and have conversations with your own loved ones. And once again, just know you're not alone. We see you. God sees yeah. you, you know. Yeah. Um, so just kind of like an update. We'll close out this. Then um, I when this episode is going to air, um, it'll be this Saturday and we're filming it a couple of days ahead. But I am scheduled for surgery tomorrow, so this is something that is more of like an exploratory surgery. I'm having a hysteroscopy um, and then a selective HSG along with a laparoscopic. So I've had the hysteroscopy before back in 21. Everything looked great. They didn't see anything. All the biopsies were good. Lining was fine. 
The selective HSG is something new for me. Um, they're going to use a catheter to go up into my fallopian tubes and essentially fill them from the top down. So fill them up and watch them drain. I've had a simple HSG and I was awake for that one where they um, put the tubing in and they filled up your uterus first and watched it flow up to your tubes looking for any obstruction. So this one's going to be an opposite. And then the laparoscopic is going to be where they go in through my abdominal cavity and look at everything fertility-wise from the outside, mm -hmm. essentially kind of looking for endometriosis or if anything's kind of causing other problems with like how the ovaries are sitting in tubes and where my uterus is. So mm -hmm. um, you guys can kind of be just praying for us with that. And we've been sharing, so you can find us on Hope Ahead Journey on Instagram. I've started sharing a little bit more of yeah. real time for the procedure and we'll talk about it also later in an updated podcast yeah. too. So, mm -hmm. but, um, this is just kind of with the surgery, just a real quick thing. It's been hard for me, um, in the sense of maybe a little anger and annoyance at the situation again, because I'm like, I really don't want to have to do this. You know, I would rather be able to avoid all of this and already be pregnant. And, but that's just not, what our life is right now. So, um, hopefully like, you know, God's using us and me to like kind of share with you guys and relate with you. And like, once again, bring awareness, right? Because the more awareness we can bring to this, maybe there'll be quicker solutions and we don't have like for us. I mean, we've had to wait like over three years for this type of procedure. Cause we didn't, we didn't know what we needed and people wouldn't do it didn't or direct us to it. Or, yeah. yeah. So, we also have started even doing the Creighton method. That's what the NAPRO doctor had recommended um, us get with a fertility um, specialist that can teach you all about, like, and that's just observing like cervical mucus and they use it for avoidance and for pregnancy. So that's been also a little frustrating because it's another new thing I have to do and you have to chart it a weird way and they have like all these codes you have to do. If you've done it before, you're way more of an expert than I am or we are. Eventually, I am going to give more control over to him because they recommend that. But right now, I'm in my control mode. Yeah, and, well, but I have to learn. And it. you're learning. I do have to learn yeah. it and know what I'm doing right. and even like observing. So just, you know, we wish this wasn't our path. But we talked earlier this week about how Satan can just attack us and make us feel alone and make us feel like un invalid. You know, I mean, that we are isolated and that we're not handling the situation well, that other people handle it just fine. And, you know, how dare we even get frustrated about it and belittling us. So we need to make sure we put that to death. We die to self. And in order that we can rejuvenate and heal, not only for ourselves, but also for others. In um, going through this, I ho really hope that I'm helping someone else, you yeah. know, and talking about it and sharing. Um just like I said, just so you know, you're not alone. And through our worst suffering, sometimes God is the most glorified. I don't always know why that is like, but he, it's right. I mean, when things are happy, we're not glorifying God as much. But when things are bad, we're really seeking him a lot more. And so it's been a thing where we've been drawing closer to God. Mm -hmm. um, so we're sharing this pain with you guys because, like I said before, you know, we see you in this pain. God sees you in this pain. And we're walking alongside you in this. And I'm sure yeah. you're walking alongside with us as you're listening and joining in. So community. Yeah. So important, right? Yeah. And to add to that, you know, like like you said, we're still learning. Yeah. And I think one example we're trying to show is to set the example of, like, you don't have to be perfect at this. Yeah. Because we're definitely not. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not perfect. And I, and I think, you know, just, I think trying to set that example of trusting God as you work through it, as mm -hmm. you learn, mm -hmm. don't wait until you're perfect at it or you consider yourself perfect at it before you really get into it and try. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that includes trusting God. Yep. Right. A lot, I think a lot of people think they have to be perfect before. Nope. And you God don't have will to be accept perfect them. To pray. It's like, yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. So. Yep. Come as you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So our scripture for this week, we have a couple. Um, do you want to go ahead and read them for us? Sure. 
Yeah, so the first one is John 17, 10. It says, all I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. And then John 14, 27. Peace I leave to you, my peace I give to you. I do not give I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. Yeah. And in reference with the John 17, 10, um, you know, all I have is yours and all you have is mine. So, yes, that can be possessions, you know, physical things that we have, money, whatever. But that is also our pain and our suffering. Yeah. God has that. So you're not alone in that. You know, he weeps alongside you and feels mm -hmm. your grief. Yep. And he's there. So yeah. all you Gives have you to peace. do, yeah, yeah. you just Provides really need to, to just seek him out and let him know how you're feeling because he wants to share in that grief with you, you know. So, mm -hmm. but we'll go yeah. ahead and close out in prayer and thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Yeah. Dear God, thank you for today and thank you for just this, just another opportunity to share. Um, how you're working in our lives mm -hmm. and um, just describe, try to describe the struggle of um, just what we're going through, uh, the emotions that it causes and the stresses that it causes. And we just pray that we're, um, that our actions justly and adequately uh, show our trust in you and we just give you all the glory uh, that will come through this we pray for the people watching and listening mm -hmm. uh, that are going through the same thing and just the struggles that they're going through that are their own that also we haven't had to go through mm -hmm. um, you do know their struggles and their pain and we just pray that you would give them a calm and a peace uh, that, you, that only you can provide and we pray all these things in your name amen amen all right, guys, hope you have a good day. So if you're watching us on YouTube, great. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. Or if you're listening to us on any of those audio, you can find us on YouTube. Or like I said, Hope Ahead Journey on Instagram for more live updates. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Bye, guys. guys.